1: So, a lot of times, you know, when, when I am going through it, mm-hmm. right? I'm in my funk. What I. What causes I would... Justin's funk? <laughs> yeah, should we switch chairs? Yeah, what. What, uh, what puts you in a funk? Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. Today is going to be a good one per usual. I'm getting the hang of this. I'd like to think so. Uh, But my guest today is a very special person in in my wife Mm -hmm. and I's life. Um, Her husband is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And uh, however, (laughs) his better half is here with me. So, Miss Alicia Hill, welcome to Who Can Relate. Thank you, Justin. This is incredible. So, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Okay. Um but before we get rolling with anything, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about you. Where are you from? All What's right. going on?
2: All right. So my heart slowed down here Yeah, second. go ahead, Yeah, <laughs> i all, I was thinking of every excuse of how to well, get out of this. I wish situation I could have, have tequila
1: in your in your mug. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Dang, next time.
2: Um, <laughs> um my name's Alicia Hill. Yep. I'm born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been out in LA now since two thousand geez, fifteen years? Two thousand five, wow. two thousand six, yeah. Okay. I packed a U-Haul truck, saved two thousand dollars, and I was I was on my way. S-
1: story of everyone who moves <laughs> right, to Hollywood, right. right? You had more money than most people. I,
2: I probably did. I, <laughs> Dad might have helped a little. There sense. you go. Um, but yeah, so I met the love of my life um, eight years ago, and we have two beautiful baby boys. Well, I guess they're not babies anymore. Yeah, four I know. and six. They grow so quick. They do. <laughs> um, and we now live in Hermosa Beach, and yeah. just hustling through this. Yeah. Life <laughs> For sure. And tell
1: everybody why you're going to be so comfortable in front of the camera. What do you do for a living?
2: Uh, I am an actress and model. Yeah. Um, the family is in on that gig too. We all mm-hmm. do different jobs from Target ads and yeah. Amazon and yeah. you name it. The mirror yeah. job. I think we recently. We mirror job. Yeah. yeah. Don't blink. You might miss us. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I, you're right. Actually. It, is, it is pretty <laughs> it's, it's quick. Back of our head. What's
1: funny is, is I auditioned for that. And you did? Uh, yeah, like I got done. It was at the house. I got done. Shay was cooking. Yeah. And, um, and I was reading the email again, and I was like, oh, babe, you could have done this with me. Like, what am I thinking? And then, like, the next day or two, Spencer was like, I was like, what's going on? man?" he's like, oh, he just booked this mirror job. I was like, well, at least you guys got it. You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. One of us is got it. It always helps. It. <laughs> um, cool. So let's talk a little bit about um, your upbringing. Mom, dad, do you have a sister, dive right? Dive into
2: it. I, I do. I have two older half-brothers, okay. an older sister, and I'm, I'm the baby of four. Okay. So, um, where do you where do you start with something like that? So yeah, growing up, um, my parents were. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. They were toxic. Okay. Here's mm-hmm. the hard part about sharing family issues: is sure. you want to protect the ones you love. Right. I don't want to expose them. Right now, I'm um, mid 30s, and mm-hmm. it's time to kind of like let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you have some you want to share it. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. But truth is truth. And I love them dearly. Um, but they were, you know, they had their issues. My mom was addicted to drugs and Mm. pain pills. And my dad was uh, diagnosed as bipolar. Um, and they're both in and out of rehabs and mental institutes. And, Mm. um, he was abusive physically and verbally. Um, and mom tried to cope. You know, My bless her heart. She's a beautiful person, but mm-hmm. they stayed together 20 years too long.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, so at what, what point in your childhood did you start to recognize some of their major um, That's a good major question. Flaws? Yeah. I yeah. think
2: I remember at a very young age having the awareness um, when I would spend the night at friends' houses. And okay. I would kind of take in and observe what their family dynamic looked like. Yeah. And Compare. I compared mm-hmm. and I saw the love and I appreciated it. And I wanted that so badly at home. Yeah. You, you, You're you, preaching you can the choir. relate. Yeah. Yeah. Can I relate. can
1: relate. Um,
2: you know, so I think just at, at whatever age it was that I became aware of my surroundings mm. and, and what it was that brought joy to my life Yeah, and, and I had moments of that at home Mm -hmm. I did and I knew that they loved me dear I knew that they loved me dearly um but they didn't have the tools Mm -hmm.
1: um to parent to parent yeah yeah or maybe they thought they did but obviously now you realize in hindsight they didn't but yeah yeah Yeah, I I definitely can relate because so for me single mom my dad was was basically not around and um Early on, I started to be very intuitive to my friends, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I had, um, I don't, maybe it was jealousy, maybe it was envy, not really sure, but I just yearned, like, what they had, which was just a family dynamic. Like, yeah. I thought it was crazy to see in person, like, a, a mom, a dad, a brother and siblings and, and sisters and siblings eating dinner at six o'clock. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought that was, like, the craziest thing, because the only time I ever saw that was on TV. Mm-hmm. so Same. if I see it in real life I'm like whoa like you guys are unicorns you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like do you want to stay for dinner man you know like <laughs> this is day in the life <laughs> yeah, and I'm like think. you have no idea like because it's not a day, day in life for me mm-hmm. and to to the point where growing up I yearned that so much that that to me equated to happiness so yeah. I remember like at that six eight ten year old age being like I can't wait to have that because that must mean that's what happiness is mm-hmm. you know so I it's, would
2: catch myself dreaming about it. I would lay in bed yeah. um, at night thinking, okay, this is temporary. One day I'm going to get out of here yeah. and I'm going to be able to create the life that I want. And I yeah. would visualize what that would look look like. And, mm-hmm. you know, now that I'm old enough and, and I've educated my, myself enough to know what that, I was manifesting sure. this life. Totally. And right now I have a beautiful family. You I do. have a beautiful life that I am every day grateful for. Yeah. Um, but that did not come without a lot of hard work. A lot.
1: For sure. And what's so interesting to me about you guys is you and Spencer mm-hmm. is he came from like the complete opposite. Oh my gosh. His upbringing was the one that I was envious of, Same. you know? And so how does that work when you have, just talk about two yeah. polar opposites as far as upbringing at least goes. And sure. What that well, like.
2: I think, you know, at a younger age in my twenties, I dated the, the men who the bad were boys. similar to my father. Yeah, yeah. They were the, the bad, they were not stable. They didn't we didn't share the same um, morals, and mm. um, they were verbally abusive, and all the other things. And, sure. it, and I think I had to witness that to truly realize that it is not what I want. But you don't. It's want. not yeah. going to get me where I need to be. Totally. And although uncomfortable, I had set out for a man like Spence. I was yeah. not going to settle mm-hmm. until I found that that wholesome guy that shared the same same values. And his parents have been married for 50 years, 50 uh-uh. years. You guys, he, he's, and, and I hope that they don't get upset for me sharing this, but I, I don't think they've ever had a public argument. Wow.
1: I think Spencer was telling me that. Yeah.
2: yeah and it, you know, out of the respect for their children, sure. but on the flip side of that, my husband didn't know how to have a,
1: exactly. an argument. Problem solving. Yeah. There's no problems. So solve. he meets this, <laughs>
2: this woman who, all I've known is fights. Right. That's all I've ever known. Yeah. And he is—he had to go to therapy to learn how to have a healthy confrontation. Right. And so I'm mm. meeting this person who is exactly what I want. But then I think, why would he want someone who has
1: baggage? N- yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: So so I have some baggage. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some. Sh- Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I've taught him a lot about, about, um, how do I, I how to mean? deal
1: with adversity Sure, and, and how sure. to like use the, the positive conflict is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's, you know,
2: we met in the middle.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not, if it's when you're going to have problems in your relationship and, yeah. and it's like, as long as you have that expectation, like. That's half the battle sure. Okay. instead of being like, oh my, we're arguing what's going on. No. You know, it's like this yeah. is just normal, you know. Yeah. But again, with Spencer, it's it's got to be a situation where although he can't necessarily relate to what you've been, you know, conditioned in, in your narrative was growing up, mm-hmm. he can provide balance. And I think that's so important to, to kind of find that happy medium. Like, look, honey, I love you. You talking mm-hmm. to Spencer, I love you. But you, you just, you, you're not going to get it. And good for you that you don't have to get it. No, I don't right? want, I you, don't
2: want him to. Exactly. I just need him to, to listen. Exactly. You, you know. And exactly. he tries. And I think there's sure there's frustrated, frustrating moments of like, you don't get it. You're not me. You didn't have that child. You had a perfect childhood yeah. and whatever. And thank God he did, right. um, because he emulates exactly what I want. He is proof it exists. Mm-hmm. And he teaches me every day just by being himself yeah. that we can have this together. As long as I'm willing to do the work and be uncomfortable because having a healthy, positive family uh, dynamic Mm -hmm. is very hard for me Mm. because I am addicted to chaos. And that is not by choice. That Mm. is by, by childhood, um, by my surroundings, by the, by the toxic toxicity that surrounded me um, every day. I mean, we're talking like, you know waking up in the middle of the night and both my parents are gone. Mm. We can talk about abandonment. I right. suffer I suffer with that extremely. Sure. And it's you know it's things like that that he's decided that he's going to be there for me and and we're going to do this together because I I want it mm-hmm. so bad.
1: Yeah. But that's that's heavy. It's powerful what you said and that's heavy. First of all, it's great that you are aware of that. Sure. If you just kept going throughout your marriage not being aware that you have abandonment issues. It would never work. You have a fear of someone leaving you. It would never work. No. So the fact that you are aware, you can relay that to your husband. He's now aware and then can prepare, Mm -hmm. right, for when that day comes. Because it's not if it's when. Mm -hmm. And then it's a win-win all around. Obviously, it sounds like a walk in the park. It's not. Mm -mm. But that's half the battle. Sure. So for you to be self-aware of that. And, you know, the the abandonment thing, I can relate to that. Um, Not so much the up and leaving in in the middle of the night. But, you know, uh, my dad for the most part left me, my mom oftentimes left me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I felt alone. And, um, I kind of got kicked out of the house at 17, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom chose, um, her at the time boyfriend over me, you know, that's, that's abandonment. And that was real. And fast forward to today and throughout my relationships, I carried that subconsciously into these relationships where, you know, funny enough, like I wasn't like a clinger, like a stage five clinger, like don't leave me kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I did have that feeling of like, they're going to leave me, but I'm going to take control of it mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave them before they leave me. Cause I will never feel that way again when I was a little kid. Do you ever feel like that? hundred percent. I think yeah. I
2: tried to break up with Spencer 10 times before <laughs> <laughs> he would show up at my door. He's like, sorry, you're Still not getting here. rid of me. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, this is too good to be true. Sure. Stuff like this doesn't actually exist, yeah. even though I dreamt of it my entire life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean even little things and I know this is gonna sound crazy but I don't care. Um yeah, no, no. is you know, when he goes out of town, like he had a job, um, mm-hmm. he's also a model and actor and yeah. he leaves for work sometimes and I can laugh about it now, but it's a real it's a real thing. When he leaves I <laughs> I put furniture and stuff in front of the yeah. doors. Cause I'm like, something's going to come sure. and steal my happy life sure. or someone's going to break in and hurt me. Or, yeah. you know, or I say goodbye to him as if he's not coming home. Right. That's real anxiety that those sure. are real things that have stemmed from a, a young age, you sure. know? Um, but I work on them. I work on them daily. I, I talk about it and I think, um, who says it? Brene Brown, mm. which one of my favorites. Gifts of imperfection. Yes. Yep, you know, talk, talking about it is, yeah. is healing in itself right. and, and we don't always need to expect a response, but right. I you think not no, yeah. no, you shouldn't. Um, but.
1: So uh, how does, what does that look like uh, for the people watching and or listening? Mm-hmm. If they can relate to what you're saying right now, where you have that abandonment issue and that, that feeling of what if, right? The hypothetically, the worst case scenario. What does, when you say I work on it daily, what does that work look like?
2: Um, well, first I think that not letting it spiral, recognizing that fear is a funny little person Mm. that wants to creep in and tell you lies. Right. right? right. Um, and stopping and correcting those thoughts quickly is, is huge for me and not letting it spiral. I think if you suffer with anxiety that, that transpires into depression, you've kind of let those thoughts accumulate so much that you can't get out of it. Right. And now you're in this funk and you're in this dark place and you can't explain it. Nobody gets it. And sure. D- yeah. But it's, but getting fresh air, working out mm. healthy eating habits. Yeah. And I know that sounds so cliche and everyone talks about it
1: for a reason, but
2: <laughs> for a reason. And it's, yeah. it's very true. It's, yeah. it's in, in, in gratitude is a huge one. You know, mm. um, we all, we all talk about it, but to, you have to fully feel, feel what it means to be grateful. Yeah. And I'm talking pause it, pause mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. pause the voice, stop, take a look around and remember a, so you said this, celebrate the small victories.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I, I did this. Mm. I, I, you know, changed the pattern and I've, I've put myself in a check and I've created this life. Right. Um, and I mean, it's just a. It's an ongoing pro- reading books, educating yourself, yeah. doing a podcast, hey, and speaking out, with, right. you know, it's <laughs> sure. it's all healing. It's all good yeah. for you.
1: There's something that uh, doing my research this week to prepare, I was really excited because um, I feel like I found something that was was really going to help us. Number one, and anyone listening and watching. So this is for everyone who suffers from those terrible hypothetical moments where you're like, Oh no, it's happening again, right? Like your brain kind of takes over and, mm-hmm. and fear sets in, right? Mm-hmm. So bear with me and, and follow along, kids. Okay, so it says, if your brain can't tell the difference between what's dangerous and what isn't, then everything is a potential threat mm-hmm. and you're in for a long a long haul of false alarms. For example, your prefrontal cortex, by the way, the prefrontal cortex is this little almond-sized mm-hmm joint thing and in, 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 like right at the <laughs> front of your brain. Okay. That's like the fight or flight situation. Yeah, uh, Your prefrontal cortex is responsible for remembering, for example, that your ex-wife is a petite brunette who dumped you. Your amygdala, another part of the brain, is in charge of flooding your body with rage whenever you see a woman who even vaguely resembles her. So you remember the ex who dumped you. Okay, And then you're out with Spencer and you guys are having a good old day, Saturday, Hermosa Beach, Day in the Life. And you see your ex, uh, a guy that resembles your ex. It's a trigger. All of a sudden you're like, something happens, right? It's a trigger. And then your brain goes, prepare, you know, like code red, lock the doors type of thing, Uh right? Um, The amygdala's motto is better safe than sorry. So if it finds any key at all to similarities, whether it's a tone of voice, facial expression, It instantly activates a warning siren and sets off an emotional explosion in your body. So if you've ever wondered why anger or certain emotions has a way of stirring up memories from a long time ago, now you know. Mm -hmm. So again, long story short, it's just a matter of mastering your mindset, understanding that fear is a real thing. It will come in. It it will creep in. But as long as you can, again, kind of channel your thoughts, like, look, this is just... A feeling, let it come in, embrace it. Don't try to fight it. As I taught my daughter this, what you resist, persist. Right? Mm -hmm. You got to face it head on. And also, ultimately, just believe that the simple fact that the opposite of fear is faith.
2: faith. I love that, and I think that if we can remind ourselves that we don't live there anymore, right? Yes, and and we're not going back there. It's never not going back. (laughs) It's just not happening.
1: But speaking of going back, as we talked about on our pre-call, you know you. Because I was just, you know, we were going through it and I was like, look, you know, sometimes you got to look back to realize where you were Mm
2: -hmm. and what
1: it took to get you out of that. We'll call it a dark place. Yeah. And to where you are today. And you kind of were like, oh, I never like kind of thought of it like that. And it's like every now and then that's part of what I what I meant by saying celebrating the small wins. You know, if you look back on where you were, say the darkest moment in your life, whatever age it was and you looked at it and, and, and felt those feelings and then realized what the solutions that you came up with to those issues were, those are little small wins, but the biggest win of all is you're no longer there anymore. Yeah. But that comes down to doing the work consistently, like you said, with, with all of the above that you mentioned. One thing for me that I can definitely relate to is gratitude. Mm. And your husband taught me that. Mm. So he gives me the book, The Magic, right? Which in my, I mean, it's written by Rhonda Byrne. In my I s-
2: love how this has come full circle. So sure. I gave him that book. Oh, that's right. Which yeah, he yeah. gave you, which manifested a podcast <laughs> that now I am yeah. uh, on.
1: Who, who gave you the book?
2: Um, I met a, I met a girl, Ashley, who was at every audition. Okay. She was like, we were like, okay, we need to meet. You know, yeah, it was yeah, like sure. sitting across. It was sure. like, Are you going to get it or am I going to (laughs) get it? We'd always end up at the same, same spot, but, um, she always booked them. It was, always came down to you and her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she'd, I saw her one day and I said, congratulations. What's your secret? Mm. And she goes, you know what? I've been reading this book and I swear by it. And I'm like, you sure you want to give it to me? What's (laughs) crazy is Rhonda
1: Byrne also wrote the secret yeah yeah so you're like what's your secret yeah Ooh, so she
2: handed over and then here heart. Her yeah out. no I when
1: when he gave me <laughs> it's that a great book yeah and um it was you know some of it is so simple you're like come on Spence like really man he's like just trust me just finish it because it's a 28 day practice yeah. for anyone who hasn't read it or knows about it and it's a 28 day practice full of gratitude. And each day there's something different to be grateful for, multiple things to be grateful for. But one of the the major things that is, I think you figured out on day one or two maybe, is um, before you go to bed at night, kind of reflect on all that you're grateful for for that day. Mm-hmm. And what you're actually doing is, is then you're going through a highlight reel of all the things you could pick out, the one thing that you're grateful for, mm-hmm. but you're actually practicing gratitude for all of them. And then you just hone in on that one. But Gratitude for the win, as as I always tell Spence. And the other great quote in that book is um, complaining equals poverty. Gratitude equals riches. Yeah. And also Jensen Cheryl, the author of You're a Badass, always says what you focus on, you create more of. Mm -hmm. So if you want to focus on problems to complain about, guess what you're going to be given?
2: That's just it. More
1: problems to complain about. You want to focus on gratitude? Guess what you're going to be given? More things to be grateful for. That's it easier said than done. Mm-hmm. We're not curing cancer here. Uh-uh. C- curing cancer here. We're also you. not helping uh, speech uh, classes either. <laughs> However, it's a friendly reminder. Sure. Right. In, in, in the process of life. So sounds like we have our lives together. Everything's all good. You know what I mean? You live mm-hmm. in Hermosa. You got a beautiful family. But something that actually really surprised me about you is that you opened up and you admitted that you suffer sometimes from depression mm-hmm. and you suffer sometimes from feeling not worthy enough, feeling like you don't deserve what you ultimately desire at times. Mm-hmm. Now, outsider looking in before I really got to know you, I was like, that's crazy. Like what? Yeah, I get that response and most people like are like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know?
2: I mean, look, I think that we all want to put our best foot forward. Of course. I want to share my pretty pictures (laughs) and 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 your pretty family. Sure. Um, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of them that, you know, um, and I don't, I don't know if there's ever a good time to, to share the past. So it never, it was never a priority priority to me to open up to everyone about what I'd been through, but I have learned recently that there's so much magic and being 100% authentic, um, and that and that's been a lifelong journey. But mm-hmm. um, if I could help one person, if I could be the person that I needed when I was young and hurt and suffering and felt so alone for somebody else, then then it's a win. Then it's a win. Yeah. Then my job is, is good. Yeah. But I, you know, it's it's. Um, I lost my train of thought, Justin. No, it's okay. Let's talk about. <laughs> it's totally fine.
1: <laughs> it happens. we were talking about what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just walk Oh, how I
2: opened up. So I opened up recently on Instagram. Yeah.
1: But I was going to even before you opened up, I want to talk about what does depression look like for Mm. you? Like, like give me a bad day in the life of, of Alicia. Okay. Give me an example.
2: Um, let's think. So there's different things that I've learned lately that trigger it and what put me in those funks. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, feeling like I'm not doing all the things for my kids. Okay. Um, you know, maybe I didn't cook that home cooked meal, which I'm terrible in the kitchen. I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> so it's like, it's like mom, mom guilt. Mom, mom guilt, okay. wait on top of uh, just my own, like, am I a good friend? Where am I? Le- like all mm. the negative thoughts compounded, right? Okay. Compounded? Yeah, compounded? sure. All my negative Say thoughts. They know what you mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I think it just, you start to think like, man, I I kind of suck right now. Mm.
1: What, what triggers that? Because um, there's, there's got to be a pattern and a trigger that happens. Yeah. And maybe you don't know it, which is okay, too. Because if you did, maybe you wouldn't have these moments. Well, right? I, don't, but, I
2: don't think it's just one thing. Okay. I think it's it's, it's Multiple. a lot of just feeling like I'm not doing enough. Okay. You know, I tell Spence that all the time. I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, I could be better not living up to my potential sure. as a mom or wife and all these the. That I had gone through Wants to creep in and Or maybe yeah. I have a thought About my past And I think Oh I don't deserve this life And then mm. It just puts me in a In a place of like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sleep till noon And I'm not sure. gonna face it And I don't wanna do this today mm-hmm. And um, cause it takes effort. It's uncomfortable. It
1: takes energy. too. It takes
2: energy, yeah. uh, you know, to, to live a really healthy, balanced life
1: all the time, full
2: of optimism <laughs>
1: yeah, when, tough.
2: when that is not what you saw or knew at all. Yeah. And, and again, right. bless my parents, but they had diseases mm-hmm. mentally, physically, all of the above. They mm-hmm. were, you know, they had a lot of stuff that they didn't work on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when it comes down to being a mom, it's like, I didn't. I didn't have, I didn't have that role model to show me simple things, yeah. simple things that I've had to teach myself or take in from friends. And sure. I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly gravitating towards people who have what I desire. So sure. I'll take those things and I'm like, but on when I'm not doing that or when I feel like I'm not doing enough, or mm-hmm. maybe I've slipped up and I, 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 I don't know, said something to Parker that my dad said to me, mm. I'm nowhere near as abusive, you know, I'm not abusive at all. But I'm saying it's like, I could say like, I don't know, something that I'm not proud of. Sure. And I'll go beat myself up for for half a day.
1: So it stems from childhood, right? And I just wonder if, because you said sometimes you don't maybe feel like you deserve something. Mm -hmm. You're not worthy enough or you're good enough, right? Mm -hmm. I feel that way. Sometimes too. And that for me, I can self-diagnose is, um, it's words of affirmation, right? Like that's my number one love language and I was never given it as a kid. So I can try my little, my little butt off and my mom, I just wish she was like, I'm proud of you. Like, good job. You know, you did a great job on your test. You studied hard. It was just like, I'll take you shopping and we can get you a new Same. outfit because her love language was gifts. Same. And, you know, when you're nine and you give the new pair of Jordans and you're, you're fresh, you're like, okay, cool. What's, what's, what's it. Words of that permission? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, like who cares? Nah, Fast forward, it. it does matter. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder for you if, if a lot of that stems from what you lacked growing up and, and again, that oh, fight or sure. flight mindset of like you know, you, you have subconsciously, something's telling you like, you're not good enough. You can't do this. Who are you to think you could, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that's got to stem from somewhere in a trigger in childhood. But, yeah. um, so, so what would you say is, is you, you mentioned like you can look at your, your support group, right? Your, your mm-hmm. circle mm-hmm. to kind of get you back on track. What are the solutions would you say that kind of get you out of the funk? Do you journal? Do you talk it out with your um, husband?
2: I do the hard things. I do yeah. the, you know, if, if I'm, if I know, that going on a run is gonna is gonna mm-hmm. help. I, yeah. I do it anyway. And, okay. and listen, I am a work in progress. I had an anxiety attack coming here this morning. I told mm-hmm. Spencer, I'm like, I don't think I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cough. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, but it's yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm gonna do it because a everything that we want and desire is on the other side of comfort. And right. I think that um, I, I do I just do the hard things. You know, it's yeah. not. It feels weird and it feels hard, but it's worth it.
1: So when you, um, we were talking about this at dinner not too long ago and it was kind of, what was brought up was maybe a situation of like, you know, I'm like, look, Lisa, you're not alone out here. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of people who go through what you go through. Maybe I'm not exactly to the T, but very similar. You should talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you were like, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. And and then you're probably (laughs) like, shut the hell up, Justin. Like... Don't freak me out like <laughs> yeah. that. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, you got something going on. And yeah. then one thing led to another. And I was like, you're like, I don't even know where to start. And we were talking about just going on your Instagram and just being vulnerable and raw and peeling back the curtain. And, and if you get moved to tears, you get moved to tears. It's more relatable. Yeah. And um, you did. Thanks
2: to you, I did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, I, it, t- it takes one to know one. So And I, I, got, and yeah. I got a lot, a <laughs> lot of feedback and responses of people with similar stories.
1: Yeah. And, it, and people yeah. that you were shocked to find out as well. Yeah. There were yeah. a lot
2: of people on there that I think that I probably judged. Sure. And that's what it is, right? Totally. It's not knowing someone and thinking that you do and you
1: mm-hmm. compare. And yeah.
2: And, and I think, I think, um, it's an eye opener to hear someone that looks like they have it all figured out. That yeah. is, is, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> no, surely.
1: So what did that do for you when you get these responses and you're like me too? And Oh my God, I can relate to you. And I also suffer from mom guilt or not feeling worthy or does you know,
2: yeah, I mean it just makes you want to open up more, right? It makes totally. you want to have conversations with everybody you know. <laughs> I mean, I think I sat down with one of my best guy friends and I said, "Do you ha- do you have any idea what my childhood was like?" Mm. And he's like, "No." no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've known you for 12 years and we have no idea. Wow. You know like how many times do you have these these people in your life for, and they're surfaced, and sure. you think like, totally. I think that when you can get to know somebody on a deeper level, you may understand why they act the way they do sometimes. Totally. Why I didn't show up at that party. Yeah. Cause I, I literally couldn't physically get there. Sure. I was having a panic attack. Sure. I remember I was at a party when I first moved here, it was a birthday party and I only knew, um, I only knew the one couple
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you know, I was just starting to come out. My parents didn't socialize. I okay. wasn't around they were
1: they introverts, were
2: introverts and yeah. although from the outside looking in my dad did well he made a lot of money but it was complete dysfunction mm-hmm. it, you know inside the house so mm-hmm. um I think people assumed that well I know they did that it was just that we were different than what was going on so sure. you know I didn't have the social skills believe it or not until my late twenties yeah. and Spence helped me break out of my shell a little bit. But mm-hmm. I remember going to a party and I was just quiet and kind of off to my own. Probably people were like, she's stuck up. She's a <laughs> and yeah, yeah. you know, I'm quiet and sure. that's, that's that because I'm literally inside my head going, Oh, uh, I don't know. They're
1: judging me. What are they thinking about? Yeah. What am I thinking about? <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and everyone only cares about themselves at the end of the day. That's it's it. like, and so I remember fast forward to, I don't know, a few months later, one of the girls and I were talking who was at the party and she goes, you're really cool. She's like, I just thought you were such a weirdo. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thanks for kind sharing man, that. I hope <laughs> Surprise. Like, surprise. Yeah. yeah, I'm weird, but I'm not, you know, not a weirdo. but people are yeah. going through stuff. Like take right, a totally, sec before totally. you jump on them and assume something about somebody. 100%. They are going through something that you have no idea about.
1: And not only may you not know what they're going through, but something my wife picked up for me was, like, you know, what I suffered from from childhood, she didn't really consider, like, a big deal. For me, mm. it was, right? So everyone's problems are are, are valued and weighed differently. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be like, I got a flat tire. And I'm like, that's all right, just call AAA. And you're like, no, you don't understand. You know, it's all, yeah. everyone's different. It's all yeah. subjective. So don't judge a book by its cover for sure. But also like just even though, even if you hear their problem and you're still like, that's not a big deal. And you're like, but it may be for them. It may be there.
2: Well, for sure. And everyone, life. you know, is always going through something. Maybe it's it, for me coming on here. I was like, I, I have it pretty good. Even though that was that someone out there right now is, is exactly. hurting. And so it feels, yeah, you know, you're like,
1: eh. but you coming here took a lot to get out of your comfort zone. It did. I didn't and know about your. Here. Uh, Situation what? this morning. This <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you told me, was it?
2: Uh, well, I mean, how many days ago did you ask me to come on here? Every um, day yeah. since then, I've been a
1: wreck. Yeah, you said <laughs> you're like drafting text messages to like Justin. I'm not really sure, man. If I <laughs> if I gonna make it today. That's true. Um, but well, when, when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone, um, I have a great book, and this is another book that um, Spencer gave me. Uh, John C. Maxwell, the the Daily Reader. The this is like our daily Bible kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So it says this: the only way to improve is to practice your craft until you know it inside and out. At first, you do what you know to do Mm because you've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. But as you do it more, you will also discover more about what you ought to do differently. Mm -hmm. At that point, you have a decision to make. Will you do what you always have done? or Will you try to do more of what you think you should do? The only way to improve is to get out of your comfort zone and to try new things.
2: That's it. So if, it's you, so if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're in those ruts, you, yeah. you got to do something different.
1: It sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. It is, however, it's not. Not when you're in it. No. <laughs> not when you're in it. When you're in the fog, this is hindsight, right? We can yeah. all sit here and research our butts off and talk about it here, but it's a real thing. And um, and another great quote is, "Comfort and growth cannot coexist." You know, for you to get out of your comfort zone that night and go to that party of Spencer's helping you, that was you growing. Sure. You know, you're, you can't grow while you're comfortable. You're never going to learn anything. You're never going to change anything. And, and that's why at a certain point in time, you have a decision to make. Am I going to keep doing the same, you know, things over and over? Am I going to, knowing what I should do more of, I'm actually going to do, mm-hmm. you know? So, but again, it's easier said than done, but it's so necessary. And well,
2: sure. It's having a, a ritual, right? It's having yeah. something that you can do daily that, you know, is working towards a little tiny bit better version of yourself totally yeah and it doesn't have to be extreme you don't have to do the, the hard things yeah. every single day exactly but make progress and i think that if if you desire a family life that is complete opposite of of <laughs> yours yeah you know t- take mental note of what that looks like totally and and it's uncomfortable until it's not anymore mm. and then it's become you know i think so many people want to live in they want to be. They, they've found comfort in being uncomfortable. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> That's no. It's
1: funny because Shay uh, and I we always talk about this. So when I met her, I was like, "Oh, you're like real uncomfortable in being uncomfortable, right?" And she's like, kind of looked at me like, "Yeah, duh. Like isn't everybody?" And I'm like, "You know what's scary, but also an epiphany for me." <laughs> I said, "I am very comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Mainly because of my childhood. And like you know, we've we've kind of touched on today. Like, if things." went well i was surprised sure when things went bad i was like oh, it's normal like how do we deal with it from here on out right yeah and, and when things were so good i'm like what's, what's the gonna catch? happen there's there's something coming i need to prepare for it i need to maybe even self-sabotage the situation to get myself out of it so that i have control of that exit strategy yeah <laughs> you know? i
2: didn't i didn't know that people were supposed to live a joyful life
1: <laughs> i i and i only laugh because Na- you can relate. Not to be insensitive, but no, t- I can totally. totally relate to you. I was like, "This is wow. not normal."
2: Are we supposed to be this happy? Yeah,
1: all the time. I'm like, huh?
2: It, yeah. Like and
1: I'm used to the glass being thrown across the room and hitting the wall. Like that, that
2: happens. Yeah, like you know.
1: It's just like, <laughs> what what is happening? <laughs> and to the point where, like, I've had relationships where they were so good initially. I had a relationship one time. We didn't have one argument for the first year and it freaked me out and she that would freak me out too, she though. grew up like spencer did okay. Their her parents been married for 30 40 plus years something crazy in our book and it was everything was like la la land for them and i'm like what's the catch because i'm nervous that when we do have an argument we disagree like how is that gonna work yeah. out you know yeah and when we would you know whenever we'd argue and have our you know problems when faced head on with them she didn't know like spencer how to handle that she was just kind of like you know, kind of confused as to how to deal with adversity. And I was like, this unfortunately is a product of your upbringing. And it's, I'm sorry, it sucks that your parents laid out the yellow brick road for you because yeah. I was on the dirt path next to that yellow brick road, you know, like <laughs> come follow me for this one, you know? <laughs> and so it was so difficult for us to relate and get on the same page. Cause as much as I try to put myself on the yellow brick road, I couldn't. And then mm-hmm. vice versa with my dirt road for her. Mm-hmm. But it sucks that you kind of feel like, What's the catch? What's, what's going to happen? I'm like, oh, just enjoy it. Just yeah, live just, in the moment. And, and I
2: have a hard time with that. I have a hard time um, just being calm, I guess. I, yeah. It's almost like you want to recreate the chaos that sure. you once knew. To, because you're that's comfortable. That's all you've known. You're comfortable with that. That's right? like safety for us. But I but I refuse now as a mom and, and seeing my son. And I don't. you've seen Parker. He yeah. is my twin. Yeah. Identical emotionally, everything. Yeah. Um, And what's interesting about being a mom coming from an abusive childhood is you almost have flashbacks of similar, almost the exact same scenarios Mm -hmm. um, and experiences, Mm -hmm. although the the roles are reversed. Right. So if when I catch myself in one of those, I think I'll have like a moment of. Ooh, I remember when he or she, my mom or dad acted yeah. in this way and how I felt. Sure. So now's my moment to pause, re- re- redirect that. Yeah. I just have a huge awareness.
1: Sure. Uh, intuition. Uh, intuition. Yeah, and yeah. Just
2: uh, and so I think, mm, I'm gonna do it this way. Yeah. Right? I'm not mm. gonna I, I remember how I felt. I remember how I felt. I just needed to hug. Sure. I just wanted my parents to tell me they loved me and they were yeah. proud of me. Simple.
1: But that is so huge for you to know that. Because there's so, like, for example, this morning, um, I got Shay a necklace for her birthday last week. And um, I got, the length was like 18 inches or something. And um, I'm like, I don't know if she wants like a 14 inch thing, 18 inch, whatever. I'll get the 18. And the lady, the jeweler was like, you can come back. I'll hold the one for you. Okay, cool. So I gave it to her. She's like, I think I want the shorter one. I'm like, cool, let's go back we go back and and the lady didn't hold the 14 inch one that that now we wanted and she was going to charge us an extra 75 dollars because the price of gold had skyrocketed to her words in a matter of like three or four days i'm like
0: <laughs> okay well
1: that's fine here you go 75 bucks you whatever. paid it i paid it it's yeah and so anyways the point is is that Shay kind of kept complaining about it, like, the next couple of days to follow. Like, it's not sitting right, and I I should have kept the original length, and that lady, she pissed me off, and what, we need $75, and she's going on and on. Now, I'm I'm taking that as, like, I'm oh, grateful. man. Like, no, 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 I took it personal. Like, I didn't get the right gift. Oh. I messed up. I should have done, man, like, she's kind of hard to please. Like, you know, and I'm like, I have all these internal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you realize that when you were going through something internally, taking things personal, you were just like, I just needed a hug at that moment. Mm -hmm. And so this morning Shay's like, we kind of talked about it last night and then we slept on it. And this morning Shay was like, honey, I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with you. Like, I love my gift. You got the, the best birthday gift for me. Um, I'm realizing now it's more about the jeweler. That's annoying than <laughs> anything else. It's yeah. not your fault. It doesn't sit right on my neck. Like, you know,
2: so you needed her to say that for you to move on I, from, um, not to say move on, but it helped.
1: <laughs> it definitely helped. Cause yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'll buy a jeweler anymore. You know, if it takes all this, you know, I just kind of had that feeling of like, I'm not good enough. Mm. Like my gift wasn't yeah, good you enough.
2: S- you tend to take on a lot of this uh, other people's stuff as, as your own. Right. Totally. It's yeah. like, when I was younger, I would hear, you know, honey, from therapists, it's sure. it's not your fault. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. I get but. that I didn't like force my mom to drink and take those pills. Yeah. But, but I'm feeling it. Yeah, totally. You know? And it's like, totally. I hate when people say, well, it's not your fault. Don't yeah. you shouldn't feel any way. It's like, yeah. Okay. Well, I do. And yeah. I'm suffering. And
1: <laughs> how do I do? Yeah. 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 You know, like mom totally. forgot
2: me at school today. Totally. So like, <laughs> the, and, and we, I can joke about it now and I yeah. love her to death and yeah. she doesn't remember half the that she, she, which is didn't great, do yeah, 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 did do. sure. Um, it is fine, you know. And yeah. my dad left when I was 18, he went to the Dominican Republic. I haven't seen him since. Um, he's Whoa. never met his grandchildren, no. Nope. I mean, he he's mentally ill, he's he's wow. he's got a lot of issues. He, he'll call randomly, I don't know, once every four years. Wow, and I'm like, hello, he's like, hey, I'm like, oh, oh god, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. But what's weird is. I struggled because that little girl in me mm. is like, Hey dad. And still hopeful. Really? Spencer's like, "Baby, you just can't answer the phone. It puts me in this funk for days. Sure. Sometimes weeks.
1: Let's, let's talk about that. Um, <clears throat> the, the little girl in you mm-hmm. that you realize now and in the last couple of years, um, still needs to heal and, sure. and, and, and still has to, again, like go back, feel the things that you felt again, which is hard, Mm-hmm but then kind of try to find solutions to these issues Um, because that little girl is, is she may be little, but she's got a big voice inside you. Yeah. And and what does that look like?
2: Well, I think that, you know, there's a constant, um, not battle, Mm -hmm. but there's like, okay, I need to be a wife and mature mother and woman for my kids. Yeah. And then there's that, that little hurt person inside going, you got a lot of work to do. Like I'm going to, I'm going to let you do that and Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch you grow. But like, you know, and she, her, this voice, which a lot of my friends will say, "You're so sensitive," and it's like that's that little girl in me mm. taking. You know, I'm I'm sensitive to a lot of things. Sure, um, but I think that I, if I can acknowledge it, mm-hmm. n- walk through it. And come out the other side. I can tell that voice that it's like I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing the things right. Yeah. I don't even know if that made sense. No,
1: no. It as well, how I translate it as well is like you can now look back at that little girl and be like, nice try. Yeah. I got this. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and in some and some days, I don't. I give in. Sure. And I'm like, you're not good enough. Yeah. You're not. You're never gonna book that audition. Mm. Like you know, you're kind of a shitty mom because you didn't mm. do this X Y Z thing. Sure. And it's like. The reality is so different than, than sometimes our thoughts want to
1: always want to believe. Almost always. Always. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the amount of time and energy that we waste into the, into the hypothetically unknown that is nine times out of 10, never going to happen. You mean
2: someone's not crawling up my balcony and pulling my kids out of <laughs> <No>. my bed? No, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Well Are you and sure?
1: Probably not in Hermosa. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know about hey, other spots in LA. This is
2: actually serious, you guys, that <laughs> <Okay>. I called. <laughs> okay, I'll take okay. that back. My sister. I was <laughs> had to call the police department when Spencer was out of town to okay. make sure that <laughs> no, there wasn't any like. You heard something? Well, that too. And I called okay. my neighbor at three o'clock in the morning and he came over with a bat. Love you, Ethan.
1: O- only to just well, swat in air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually amazing.
2: Um, so you know when you when you have those thoughts and because weird stuff happened when you're younger, you believe it to be true. Because why wouldn't it happen? It sure. happened. It, yeah, things happened. Weird yeah. stuff happened. I witnessed it sure. all. Sure.
1: Sure. I mean, yeah.
2: I it's pretty insane when I can I can talk about it now because it's like, wow, I went through that and it brings me to tears because I would never in a million years. Do that to my kids. Right. I would never put them in the positions that the, that my parents put me in. Yeah. I would never make them feel the way that they they made me feel.
1: Let's talk about that because obviously it's, it's a, a lot of behavior is repeated behavior. It's a lineage thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you, knowing the childhood and upbringing that you had, how do you channel that into the mother that you are today? Like either whether it's like advice to your kids, like in case they ever feel some things you felt, or it's like preventing... Any and all possible things that you witnessed, so that they don't even have to deal with the coping mechanism because there's nothing to cope with.
2: Yeah, no, I don't want to. They're exposed. I am who I am. I mm-hmm. have, you know, anxiety attacks. I have my times where Parker's like, "Mommy, gonna get out of bed," you know, mm. and and I'll say, "You know what, buddy? Mommy's just really tired. I've got a lot on my mind, and mm. soon, whatever it is that sure. you know, um, you can give them advice. You can talk to them, but you have to ultimately show them." You have to have them feel yeah. the good, right? And it's mm. like, if I think that I mess up or I do something or I say something that maybe I'm not proud of, yeah. I will always apologize. I will always sit mm. him down and explain to him why I did what I did mm. and and why I never got that. I, I never got an apology. I
1: was just thinking the same thing. They never thing. took ownership. No, no. Oh my, my mom, I can, t- I, listen, I, uh, when my mom calls, there's a photo that pops up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a very specific photo. I remember exactly where we were. What is it? Because it was the only time in my life I've ever heard my mom say two words, I'm sorry. One time. And I was like, hold that for me. Because actually what you're speaking actually has a face to it. Just let me take this picture of you. And we were in Italy. We were eating dinner. I took this picture of her and it's when she calls. And she has this look. And I show people They're like, I've never seen the look before. I go, yeah, no one has. Because she's never wrong. She's always right. It's always you. So yeah, I, I never got that transparency mm-hmm. is what you are now giving your kids. That's right. So I will take a page from your book as far as being transparent. Yeah. It's okay. It's necessary for your kids to see the human in you and not this robotic machine. I'm
2: not trying to hide it. Machine. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. really think that it... I'm not... You know, the old-fashioned way is like if you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't exist. And right. I am the polar opposite. Yeah. We acknowledge... It all. We talk about it all. We let it out. We talk about our our hard days. What's going on Mm. in here? In here? And it's it's what it's how I want my kids to to be raised. My son is a very very emotional boy. Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's very sensitive and he gets that from me. It's got to
1: be Parker because it can't be Smitty. (laughs) Smitty pops is that 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 guy will run through a wall (laughs) if you look at him different. He's got the mean mug. I is the he's the youngest uh, kid I've ever seen with a mean. Everyone's mug. like
2: he's so unhappy. I'm like he's actually a really happy <laughs> yeah. boy. He just doesn't like people right he now. Cracks me up, <laughs> that guy.
1: Oh my yeah, god.
2: Yeah. So so Parky, you know, I look after closely because he just reminds me so much of myself. And I yeah. think um, you got to be careful with that. You got to be careful with those emotions and not, and sure. and not. Um, shun them
1: so what does that look like and this is actually like a selfish question i'm asking so that i know um but i'm sure this will help out people watching or listening Mm -hmm. what does that look like like what are the steps of being transparent and showing because there's a fine line between showing it all to your kids and then also kind of being you know what you don't know won't hurt you like what's that balance like
2: um it's a good question i think taking ownership for your wrongdoings right Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. When you're not proud of something that you've said or done, owning up to that, showing yeah. an alternative way of how I could have said or done something different, asking him, mm. I say, what what could mom what could mommy have done differently that would have made you I like it you know and he's and he'll he'll tell me yeah he knows he'll come up and say mommy you, you know the way that you did that or whatever hurt my heart. And I'm like, where, oh, where did you get that from? Poor and guy. that is a pure, innocent person telling me that I hurt his heart. Like, yeah. come oh. on. I know. Hey. Um, so I, I'm not going to repeat that. We yeah. don't want to hurt the ones we love. Right. right and, right. um, so I never had that. I never had the acknowledgement or the awareness of around me growing up that yeah. showed that they gave it to yeah, Sure. <laughs> to be honest.
1: The, the one thing I always tell my daughter is, you know, I'm just going off of, as far as being a father, what not to do. Yeah. Cause I was shown that that's like the only thing I was ever given was how not to be a dad. So like I took that as a glass half full opportunity to say, okay, well I know what hurt and I know what sucked and I yeah. know what those feelings felt when he was like, I'll come right. to your basketball game and never showed up and the whole game. I can't even concentrate. I'm thinking, I'm looking at him Where in the stands. He? Where yeah. is he? So, you know, I, I definitely um, take that on. But again, a lot of that is just back to self-awareness for you as a mother and knowing that, at that moment, you know, like you're saying, Back then, I just needed a hug. So let's let's hug it out now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so a lot of times, you know, when, when I am going through it, mm-hmm. right? I'm in my funk. What, what I causes I, Justin's funk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we switch tears? You, yeah, what, what, uh, what puts you in a funk? Uh, yeah, perfectionism for sure. Um, that is like my kryptonite. Um, nothing's ever good enough. It could mm-hmm. always be better to the point where I... Barely, oftentimes, do not even follow through with it because I'm like, it's not good enough, it's not ready. Like oh, with I this do. show, is as you know, uh, now you know, I've opened up and shared with you. Like I had a serious case of imposter syndrome. One of my friends, Troy, told me, which is, you know, when your purpose is bigger than the moment that you're having, mm-hmm. let that marinate. <laughs> you know, sure. And, I and mean,
2: that's what I experienced this morning. Not to totally. cut you off no, no, there, no, but it yeah. was like I told Spencer, I'm like, why is he having me on here again? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like that who am I? Syndrome? T- yeah, yeah feeling, like yeah. I, I, have a great life right now. Sure, it takes a lot of work. Sure, and and I want to share with somebody, but yeah. th- fear wants to creep in. Ugly thoughts want to creep in totally. and try to tear you down. Yeah, and yeah. take you back to that place. And you're uh, like, a hundred percent. I'm not gonna do it.
1: Yeah, and and the other the other thing that really gets me is uh, abandonment. Like like you know, we talked when you said that on the pre call. I was like, whoa, like yeah. preaching to the choir. You know, when I first probably our first heart to heart conversation Shay and I had, it was early on uh, three or four weeks in and I don't know what sparked all of this. Oh, I, cause I knew she was the one. Hello. So I have that uh, thought cross my mind. I'm like, this is it. You know, I found my wife, I found everything I manifested and Mr. Fear came in mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh no. Like it was, it was such a weird feeling that I had going on and I'm laying on the floor with her we're we're side by side and I just remember I started crying and I remember telling her like please don't leave me and it was almost like I was like repenting it was it was like an out-of-body experience I don't really remember like thinking the words and then saying them they just kind of came out and I just remember I was like like I might as well been she stood up I might as well been holding on to her leg (laughs) you know like don't leave me but I just what I was feeling was like please don't leave me too my mom left me. My dad left me. My stepdad left me. My friends left me. My family members left me. Please don't leave me. Like yeah. I can't keep dealing with this. This sucks. This hurts. Like I'm a good person. I deserve all that I desire. Like I know I can do this. I'm a work in progress. I'm under construction. Bear with me. I'm worth the wait. But just don't leave me. And so um,
2: that's a that's a real fear. And it's it, yeah. unless you you've felt it, you don't quite understand what that feels like. And totally. I. You know, thank God that I have a, a husband who reminds me that he's in this with me, yeah, through it, it all. Yeah. You know, because totally. when it gets dark and it get, I get, you know, un, I'm I'm not easy. It's not yeah. easy to no. be with someone totally who has that kind of past and totally. Um, I think you know, I look at him, I'm like, "Are you sure you're still in this?" <laughs> yeah. I, I ask for that. I'm sure. like, are you? Are we checking in here. Mm-hmm, you're good. Mm-hmm. He's like honey, I'm in, yeah. you know, and it, yeah. and to feel that unconditional love, unlike anything we've ever experienced, and I'm speaking for you, and yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's foreign. It, it's foreign, and it feels really good and really weird, weird at the same time. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just that feeling of like, I know my wife's not going to leave me. You know Spencer's not going to leave you, but... And but. it's as simple as that, those three letters, but.
2: And I think it's okay to be in that place, though. Okay. I think it's okay to be in the place that, we, look, we can't force anyone to love us. Mm. We can continue to be ourselves, continue right. to work hard at whatever yeah. it is that we want. Yeah. Ultimately, it's his choice if sure. he wants to stay in this or not, right? Yeah, Married totally. or not. Yep. It will, it's a choice every day. Yep. And I think when you know that and you can recognize that, um, it speaks volumes of, of a healthy relationship just to be able to be like, even though we're married, Mm -hmm. this is our choice to continue to do this with each other. Totally. You know, and it's not.
1: Yeah. No, there's, there's a saying to like lighten that up a little bit. I remember um, (laughs) when I found this out, I was with an ex-girlfriend at the time and we went to South Africa together and we go to see the penguins. And uh, while we're there, she's like researching stuff on her phone about penguins. And one of the things she found was when penguins mate, They mate for life. Now, me being the uh, not such a great Justin back in the day in my relationships when her and I (laughs) used to argue. No, no, I left her with the penguins. No, no, Uh, Like, uh, her her and I, we'd get into arguments. And I remember like a couple of times, I'm sorry. I remember saying like, we're not penguins. Like we're not mated for life. Like we could break up. Like stop thinking this is guaranteed because it's not like I used to say that to her, you know? So to your point, I mean, I was a jerk. You were very polite about it. But to your point, like we're not penguins here. We're not mated for life. Yeah. If it no longer serves you, you may have to let it go. Right. And, um so yeah it's another so podcast it's all I was going to say it's all another episode <laughs> alrighty so I always try to end every episode on a final takeaway and um, obviously you know when you talk for so long about so many things you kind of forget about what you said but um, again just umbrellaing uh, what oh. umbrella that's um, not even a word
2: umbrellaing umbrellaing <laughs> I'll leave it in <laughs> the
1: hell with it <laughs> if you think you can do better than me you come on do it um <laughs> Yeah. So just, I got you though. Thank you. Yeah. The overall picture, um, you know, we talked about depression, we talked about anxiety, self doubt, imposter syndrome, feeling like you need to be a perfectionist, mom guilt, you know, broken childhood, stuff like that. Um, one thing that helps me when I run through all that is, um, control It's in your control. I know it sounds so much easier said than done, but again, the amount of time and energy we waste, because it's just that we waste on the hypotheticals of what if, or I could have, or I should have, or, you know, whatever goes Mm -hmm. through your mind. It's just a, it's just a waste and it, and it takes away not only from your day, but if you're married, here we are, um, our partner's day and and their energy, unfortunately. The other thing I want to say too, is everything that is happening you think to you is happening for you, right? So as much as I wish my childhood wasn't the way it was, I might not be the father I am today if it weren't for that, right? As much as it it sucked not having my, um, my parents in the same household, maybe it's why the reason why I'm a great husband, you know, yeah. and I will be a great father to my future kids. So, you know, it's just a mindset. It's all about taking what you thought was a loss and yeah. really turning them into a lesson. Yeah. And, um, you're not alone going through what you go through. It's the whole no, main not, point of the show. You're not alone. And yeah. that
2: is something that I didn't, you know, we didn't have social media. I couldn't right. go to turn to YouTube or yeah. whatever and hear someone totally. like myself. Yeah. Give me hope. Sure. I, Relied on TV shows yeah. and friends, families, yeah. and and took that in. Um, yeah. But I think that something you can take away from this would be if you can dream it, if you can think it, mm. you can have it. Yeah. Um, and I truly, truly believe that, and I think that yeah. that so many people automatically shut themselves off to ever believing that they deserve. Sure. Which we all deserve.
1: Yeah. All of it. Yeah.
2: Love connection, mm-hmm. families. Yeah. And it's a choice that you make every single day in your habits, in your words, everything you do matters. Sure. Totally. How you treat the person at Starbucks. Yeah. Matters. Yeah. Why? 100%. Because you're going to feel like an whole later when you know that you didn't treat that person who's making your coffee with respect. Right. Talking about the, the magic,
0: yeah. gratitude, yeah. stepping
2: out of your bed. Thank God I have a, sure. I don't have my dream home. I have a beautiful home Mm -hmm. that's safe, yeah, and it provides warmth for my family,
1: memories for your family, and that's that's a
2: real sense of gratitude. It's Mm -hmm. not it's not faking it,
1: yeah, right. And
2: it's feeling what that feels like, and it's driving down the street with my two boys in the back, my Mm -hmm. husband in the driver's seat, taking those moments in and going, "I am the luckiest person in the world."
1: Totally, yeah.
2: Instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, they're so annoying. They won't shut up and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Sure, I have those moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a mom. I get annoyed. Mm-hmm. But I always try to come back to, I have ex- I have everything mm-hmm. that I wished I had. So what are you going to do with that leash? You have now been given everything you've ever dreamt of. Yeah. Don't F it up.
1: Yeah. Well, something that it made me think of this, because you mentioned this on the pre-call, was around the time when you had your epiphany and you were like eight, I think you threw out a number I was young, yeah. and you sat down with yourself more or less. I mean, mm. chime in and correct me if I'm wrong, whenever, mm-hmm. but you were kind of like, I know what I want and I'm going to get it. And this isn't it. Yeah. yeah
2: I think that, I, I don't know. God gave me the, the gift of awareness, yeah. um, to take a look around. Well, I mean, a, it was obvious, there was physical abuse involved. I knew that, mm. everyone knows that right from wrong at a young age, right? But it was also like um, collecting all the things I desired and knowing and saying to myself, this is temporary.
1: Mm.
2: This yeah. is gonna sound nuts, I'm gonna share it with you anyway. Yeah, yeah. There was a moment after having both my kids laying in bed with Spence and looking around and I think they were sleeping and I sat there, and tears rolled down my face. Mm. I thought I had died and gone to heaven. Wow. I, I literally thought I lived such a hellish life. Mm. It was so crazy and toxic. I thought, "Oh my God, this this must be heaven."
1: That, yeah, can't get better than this.
2: This was it was <laughs> the right. the most magical. Loving feeling that I get to repeat yeah. with my kiddos, right? Yeah. And and tr- and correct me. I mean, don't. What, what am I trying to say? Okay. <laughs> Work it out.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I was gonna say correct me if I'm wrong, but what I meant to say is, don't get me wrong. Sure. I have. We have not so pretty moment, sure. right? Yeah, Where yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go back to that place for yeah. some reason. My body's like, uh eh, leash, you don't deserve it. This mm-hmm. is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. You better go and do something weird to say something <laughs> to your husband that yeah. he's not going to like.
1: <laughs> right, right. To get back to normal. Yeah. yeah. To get yeah. back
2: to, which I'm like, no, uh, i have got to, this right? is
1: the new normal. Yeah. I figure this out. Yeah. yeah. So. That's beautiful. I appreciate you sharing that because, yeah. you know, it's that whole pinch me because I got to be dreaming kind oh, yeah. of feeling, it, you know, and it's, I actually really felt that way, uh, when I launched and, and having all my, my, yeah. you know, closest people, awesome. you know, in the same room at the same time, um, in basically me delivering my baby into the world. It was probably the safest place it will ever be in was that moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember, you know, driving home and, and, you know, that was also my wife's birthday of all times know, for her to throw me a, a surprise party. Ah, bless her heart. She's a saint. And, um, And I remember that night just feeling like this is this is a feeling I never want to forget. Like this is how it should be. You know, we work so hard on on, on ourselves individually and then collectively in our marriages and with our kids. It's like, you know, at, at a certain point in time, the hard work has to pay off like yeah, it well has just allowing to allowing
2: yourself to feel pure joy.
1: Yeah. And celebrating those and wins
2: calmness and just being like celebrating those wins. Yeah, right. And it's of. okay to, it's yeah. not selfish. It's not
1: selfish. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, this is the, uh, not that we're, we haven't been having fun, but this is the, uh, the fun part for me because you have no idea what questions um, are, are oh, I hate coming. I hate <laughs> this is the <laughs> right, round of rapid fire. You're going to get All five right. questions All right. and, uh, just say, it, say it from your heart. First question is, who is or was your role model?
2: Mm. Um, <sighs> I mean, yeah, I gotta say my husband.
1: Mm.
2: I know. <sighs> Come on, now. I have to say my husband. He is, gosh, y'all are probably gonna like tune me out right here because it's gonna get mushy gushy, but he oh, no. is the most magical human being I've ever met in my life.
1: can vouch for that.
2: (laughs) If you know him and you've met him, you you will agree with me.
1: Yeah,
2: He's pure. He's honest. He's everything I didn't have. Mm. He is life. And I think that, I mean, he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't even, I mean, he does know it because I tell him, I express my gratitude for him, but, Mm um, he, he's my role model every day. Yeah, Right. No. Yeah. yeah. I want to be, I want to be like, spit.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, listen, um, I have a very short list of people that I look up to now that I'm getting older. Yeah. He is on that list no. and he's high up there. That guy is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So that's a great answer. Um, okay. Number two, what's the best advice you've ever received? And then the other part of that question is what's the best advice you would give? Hmm. So we'll start with the best advice you've ever seen. I think received. the one that
2: comes to mind for best advice is be unoffendable. Okay. Um, That's, you know, one of many yeah. pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, the best think, advice you'd give. Um, just live in the moment. Mm. The past needs to stay there.
1: Yeah. And the future
2: mm. is unknown. Why We got to just be right here right now. Right. That's it. And yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah.
1: I love it. Yeah. Number three, what do you want to be known for? when you leave this earth, think legacy.
2: I don't even think that big to be honest. (laughs) There you go. First time for everything. (laughs) Um, I want to be known for being authentic. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I want to inspire and encourage everyone to just be, even if it's messy and it's weird and it doesn't make sense half the time and it can be embarrassing to your better half. Sorry, babe. (laughs) Um, Just be that person. Yeah. At what point in our life where we, as a mom and seeing my beautiful boys being born, Mm -hmm. they're the purest, most innocent human beings. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. At what point are we told or taught and believing, believe that we can no longer be that. Right. We can no longer be that. We put these, these guards up and we armor ourselves to go out into the world. Yeah no. Yeah. I am, I've got stuff. Mm-hmm. There's stuff mm-hmm. and you either love it or leave it. Yeah. I, I Un- don't know.
1: Unapologetically. Unapologetic. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's, it kind of came out halfway. <laughs> it's
1: been a long day.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that's just it. Right. It's yeah. like, I just want to leave here knowing that I gave it my all and I was who I was born meant, to be.
1: To be. Yeah. That's a great answer. Uh, question number four, and this is a selfish question I always ask any woman that I have on the show because it's mainly for my daughter. As I always prep the women, I always say, look, there's a lot of things as a man to my little girl that I will never understand. (laughs) And that's okay. I'm here for it. So the question is, and this, again, I'll give to her later. What advice would you give teenager Alicia? If you could see that 16-year-old, 18-year-old girl right now, what advice would you give her?
2: I would probably tell her that she's smarter than she thinks she is. Mm. And she can do her things.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love it. Sometimes the simplest answer is, is, is the best. Yeah. Last question. What does Alicia admire most about Alicia?
2: Um... Uh, it's hard because you know it's mm -hmm. like am i allowed to admire myself (laughs)
1: loud and clear
2: um (laughs) i think my ability to connect with lots of different people
1: that's so ironic because you just told the story earlier how you went to the party and you were like nervous to talk to people that's that's great that's a huge sign of growth
2: yeah but that's not because i couldn't connect i was afraid i was afraid it's not that I didn't know how to, mm-hmm. I just hadn't done it yet.
1: Okay. Right. Okay.
2: And now that I've gotten older and I'm realizing the more that I share and open up, the more I connect with people. And plus I've been in a lot of different scenarios and ex- I've experienced a lot growing up. So sure. it, I have an ability to
1: be relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that, so I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> so your, your ability to connect. Connect. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, the question coming next. So we're done with the rapid fire. Um, I always ask the guests because I'd love to promote you guys. Um, what's next for you? <laughs> and I, I pause because I really hope you're going to give an answer that both Shay and I want to hear. Yeah. But anyways, what's what's what, what's what's me? next for you? What's going on?
2: I'm pregnant. No, she's kidding. I was <laughs> like,
1: uh, uh, uh no,
2: congrats. no. We'll delete that. Take that out. Um, what's next for me is you know, I Justin, I I don't know, maybe it's a podcast. Come on. Maybe it's yeah. it's sharing more and connecting yes. more yes. and and
1: we're ready. Doing for what it. you're doing. Look, sometimes when you have a calling you know, that whole when your purpose is bigger than the moment and you have a calling and it just keeps poking at you and you're like, stop, I'm not ready. Just, you know, keep poking at you. Yeah. This has been poking at me for a very, very long time. Yeah. And, you know, I remember that night at dinner and in and, and side note too, that night at dinner was um, the first time I really saw a vulnerable, real, authentic um, side of you. There was something different. Like the mask was off. With you. And, and that's why I think I was so encouraging for you to do something of a podcast or a show or whatever you want to do to get your, get your story out there. Cause other people will be able to relate to it and, and they will be able to connect to it. Um, and so, I mean, I, I can't encourage you enough. I, I, I know you can do it. I know, you know, you can do it. Yeah. I hope between myself, my wife and Spencer, your husband, I hope we can all like really uplift you and encourage you to do so because, um, and this is the part of the show where um, I acknowledge my guest. Smooth transition. (laughs) uh, um, I have met a ton of people, you know, um, especially in our industry and the crazy wacky world that we live in. And um, there's something about you and Spence that um, is not just admirable, but truly lovable. Mm-hmm. You know, like you guys are the family that when I was a kid I was envious of. You know, like you guys have the family dynamic. You 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 have two little boys that would melt your heart, and and probably more Smitty pops than Parky <laughs> will break your heart, uh, <laughs> Mister Steal your girl. Um, but you guys just have. Anytime I walk into your home, it's really sweet. Just um, to... It's just. Maybe you don't realize this because you live there every day, but it literally beams with light, truly, and love. Gonna make me cry. And those things are very difficult to embody, and and it says so much about you knowing where you come from because you had every excuse to just be a victim of your circumstances. Yeah. Just like myself, you grew up with a, a toxic, in your words parental situation and, and, you know, a, a verbal and physical abusive situation, you could have easily ended up divorced with some kids and just like everyone else, probably from, you know, the town you grew up in just cause, and I say that from, from my standpoint mm-hmm. and you like me, I was like the hell with that. Yeah. My purpose is way bigger than just to be another stereotype and just to play the victim card and use all these excuses. So, um, my ad- admiration for you is, um, is, is very high. And, and I, um, just you need to know that, like, you are such an incredible person, mother, wife, friend. And it's an honor to have you and Spencer in, in our lives um, because, you know, people like you guys and people like you uh, were better for it. Thank you. So that was really sweet. thank you for being you. Um, All righty. So no, no more questions. Are you are done? off are the hook. Done? That yeah. shot of tequila works <laughs> for you. That um thank you so much thank guys you. for watching thank you so much for coming on leash Thanks for sharing for your story me. um yeah. if you did send me that text message that you drafted up like hey man sorry i can't make it i wouldn't have been surprised i would have been sad and disappointed because i knew that this would be something truly special
2: and it, it would have eaten me up i'm glad I'm, I'm i did it yeah we're done
1: we're proud of you yeah for sure so thank you thank you again guys we'll see you next week if you could relate to this in any kind of way please like it subscribe and share it with people because again as uh we covered plenty today you are not alone so see you guys next week